Thanks for tuning in to the Sick Beach Podcast, brought to you by West Crescent Vintage and your host, me, Bree Westry. Sick Beach is where young creatives, movers, and doers come to hang out and talk about their lives and experiences as they set out to achieve their goals, no matter how unconventional the method. Stick around, because it's going to be sick. Welcome to another edition of the Sick Beach Podcast. This week, I'm joined with Elizabeth Uclis. Elizabeth is a senior at St. Edward's University studying journalism and digital media. In the past, she was uh, an intern with KUT 90.5 with the Texas Standard Daily Newscast. And then she completed a fellowship with the SUNY Graduate School of Journalism um, in New York and served as a political intern with WNYC Radio while she was there. And then currently, she is an editorial intern for Community in packed newspaper. Thanks for joining us, Elizabeth. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, so wow, you have a huge, huge list of accomplishments so far, but I want to take it back, uh, starting to where you're from and how maybe journalism was a part of your life in the past, or maybe it wasn't. Like, what were you into growing up? And like, what? yeah, where are you? You're from Houston, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm originally from Houston. I grew up in the Cypress area, but I went to school in Spring Branch ISD, so a little all over Houston. Um, um, but I don't know. Whenever I chose the journalism concentration with the writing and rhetoric major at St. Ed's, I kind of didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I was originally a, a, a writing and an education double major, and then I dropped education because I was told that I would have to spend more than four years at St. Ed's, and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> so I just chose between you know my, my two passions, uh, people in education and writing. And so I chose writing. And the other concentrations didn't really appeal to me, like creative writing, general track professional yeah I didn't really know I was just like journalism all right let's let's go with that one um and then I've just been kind of sticking with it ever since but if I do think about my childhood and um maybe some indicators that this is what I was going to do I do have a moment um whenever I was younger I used to make little newspapers of the news quote unquote in my house but it was really because I'm an only child I just had a lot of pets it was oh, just I get the news that. I get over that. my pets I was an only child too I definitely had yeah. the the games and the stuff that I just like made no, up for yeah. myself to entertain but oh my gosh that's pretty cool did you put it um like door to door like in your it, house it was just yeah just like in little stands I guess throughout my house and it was just news about my pets and I it was a weekly pa- a weekly paper right <laughs> um it was a weekly paper and I would take pictures on my DS of my animals because that's what I had before <laughs> I had my cell phone yeah. I took pictures of my animals on my DS and I would put them on my computer print them paste them on a separate sheet write the news like handwrite the news and then scan it on a printer and make copies and I would just distribute it to the house to my home of myself and my mother but you know it that that was probably like when I go back and think about it I was like okay that was probably how I knew that this is what I was gonna do yeah okay and so coming to college um 
following like and deciding that you're going to be a, a journalist and be in the journalism track, uh, what did you start doing on campus? Um, I know that you just stepped down from being the life and arts editor for uh, Hilltop Views, yeah. but like, how did you start that journey? Were you just like a regular writer, like on the staff, and then like you just decided to take the position? Um, mm. So I didn't really do anything my first semester here, but second semester I was like, okay, I, I need to start writing for Hilltop Views because I knew about Hilltop Views. I knew about it from my tour and I remember telling my mom I'm going to write for that paper so I started going to some of the budget meetings and I would just write like life and arts content because honestly when you're first starting out with that kind of stuff life and arts is the easiest way to go with like reviews and all of that so I would just do lots of stuff like that I did my first story was about murals in Austin and I got in contact with some artists of murals which I was shocked I had no idea they were going to reply to this you know freshman in college about a little story that she was writing but yeah um, I really loved doing that and I kept going I went to all the budget meetings as much as I could and um, I kind of just did that for a while um, it was my sophomore year that I got my first internship at Texas Monthly and I was a custom publishing intern and I was not expecting to get that internship it just I went to one of the uh, career events at St. Ed's mm-hmm. and I saw that they were there and I turned in like half of my application I didn't even finish it because I wasn't even thinking that I was going to do an internship my sophomore year um, but then they reached out to me over the summer and they're like we want to bring you in for an interview and I was like okay wow cool I'll do that and downtown it's cool I got class credit for it it was awesome but um, but through that I still kept doing hilltop views uh, because I really liked writing for them mm-hmm. and it was um, the beginning of my junior year well at the end of my sophomore year beginning of my junior year that um, they had a vacancy for a co-editor with life and arts and so um, they asked me if I wanted to do it of course I did I was super excited I really like was excited about the prospect of like working with writers I kind of I guess it's like kind of the education background because my mom's a teacher and, you know, I considered doing education for a little bit. I was really excited about the prospect of working with writers and kind of, you know, putting a pay, putting my section together, working with a co-editor to kind of showcase our product and, you know, put our heart and soul into that. So um, I did that for about a year and a half. I stepped down in December just to kind of focus more on post-grad, but I still write for the life and art section. And yeah. yeah. Um, so going back, because you mentioned uh, Austin Monthly. So what was it like working there just like overall? Like what were you, I you just said your title. So what was your exact job that you were supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. There? So um, it was at Texas monthly Austin monthly is my second internship (laughs) (laughs) Texas monthly sorry no no you're good it was custom publishing so it wasn't necessarily editorial but I mean I was super into it um but I did a lot of writing I would do um, blog posts for the Texas Monthly's travel blog mm-hmm. called Text Traveler. So I uh, did about week. I'd we- I did weekly posts for that, and um, I would just kind of do a lot of fact checking. Yeah. Lots and lots of fact checking. You know, Texas Monthly is kind of a, a big paper, a big publication. So I wasn't kind of doing a lot of my own stuff, but um, I did a lot of fact checking. Lots of calling. I had to get comfortable talking on the phone. Um, I didn't really like talking on the phone. Kind of still don't. But that kind of was like, all right, because I had to call um, a bunch of schools in Texas and verify their information, schools all across Texas. Yeah. So I get comfortable with doing that. And we, uh, me and the other custom publishing intern, we came up with a, a pitch guide for uh, one of the affiliate magazines. So that's pretty much what I spent my semester there doing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, other internships. Let's go into radio. Now, yeah. I want to start at the one with KUT, but then even though we're going to talk about uh your actual like fellowship in New York. I want to also talk about just yeah. the experience of working in radio there too, and kind of like explain maybe the differences between them mm-hmm. and just what 
awesome experiences came out of both of those. I mean, KUT was the first thing that made me even want to get into radio and maybe was the first thing that made me even consider radio as a career mm-hmm. I could do. So uh, I really wanted a news internship because at this point I had done a lot of magazine internships. I was doing Life and Arts at St. Ed's and I wanted to do news because I knew that if I wanted to get into the industry, I was going to have to have news writing experience or some kind of news experience. Um, so I came across KUT. I saw that they had an opening. I had no radio experience whatsoever, but I decided why not? Let's try it. Um, and then I was called in for the interview and I, I did the interview and I started at the at KUT 90.5 uh, with the Texas Standard Daily Broadcast, uh, specifically with them. And so they are a daily broadcast about all kinds of Texas news. Their news reaches all kinds of stations across Texas. So what I would do, I would uh, come in at eight in the morning and help find just different um, pieces of news throughout the state, then write it up really quickly. And they may or they may not use it for on air. They would just read it. Um, just different news. That's what I would do every morning. I'd come in is just see what's going on, write something about it, and then send it off and maybe they would use it or not. And what time did you go in? I went in at 8 because okay. the show was at 10. So I spent the, the first two hours kind of scouring through news sites in Texas. Um, I like the Dallas Morning News, Houston Chronicle, mm-hmm. um, all of that. And then the rest of my time uh, that I would be there, I would uh, take audio features that were on air and I would just you know make them uh, into web stories for the Texas Standard website. So I listened to the pieces, write it all down, and then write the story. Um, it wasn't my story, but I would kind of turn them into web versions of the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I did with that. And that was my first introduction into it. I did a really, really small piece about a new mayor in Valentine, Texas. That was the first time I ever recorded my voice for anything and interviewed anyone. Um, for a radio piece. It was only like a two minute piece, but uh, it was exciting enough for me to, you know, kind of want to explore it. Yeah. Talk about that. Uh, Just like going out and like getting the interviews. Uh, So like what equipment, like was it just like a handheld like recorder? Yeah. Yeah. So for that one, because it was in Valentine, Texas, it was a couple hours away. So it wasn't super easy to get to her. So I called her through the studio. I did some kind of tape sync to the studio. Okay. And then we just talked like that and the the other station um, and she went to Marfa, I think Marfa Public Radio, and they um, gave me that audio from their studio. So we were just connected studios so that the quality could come out. As yeah, well as that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, and um, now jump into going to New York and yeah. that radio experience. Wow. So that was crazy. Um, I got to do, uh, I was a politics or elections intern at uh, WNYC Radio, which is New York's NPR affiliate. Um, I got that through my fellowship with the, well, now it's called the Craig Newmar Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. It's a, it's, it's they, we, they changed the name like during our fellowship because Craig Newmark, which is the founder of Craigslist, like donated a bunch of money to the school. So they changed the name for him. Um, but anyway, I, I feel like I said the name of the school wrong earlier. I, like, a lot, I, it's called CUNY. I think a lot did of Did I say SUNY? Yeah, but there is SUNY in New York. Okay. Yeah. So my friend goes to SUNY Purchase. And yeah. so like, maybe I just think that that's just how it's spelled. No, no, no. no my apologies to any New York people that's like, what is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all good. But um, I had heard about that graduate school. I knew it was a really good graduate school. At, at the time, I was considering going to graduate school for journalism, and my advisor, Jenna Heath, told me about it. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of curious um, at the end of my junior year if they had any summer inter- 
internships or fellowships or what, whatever they had. And I saw that they did have one. They had a, a diversity fellowship and I'm half Honduran. So I was like, all right, let's do it. I applied. I did that whole process for months. I had to do like a, like a, a grammar test and then I interviewed via Skype. And then I found out that I got it. And it was the most amazing feeling in the world. I was driving to my internship and I saw that I had an email and I knew that they were supposed to get in contact with me by the end of this day. And I was like, oh, no, I can't read it. And most emails, like when you get something, it like says congratulations at the top or something. But it didn't. And this email I was like, oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But then I was like, I have to read the full thing. So I'm like in Austin traffic, which I know is bad, but I'm like reading my email. Oh, I do it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes when you're waiting for a really good email, yeah. you have to just at least like pick it up. Red light. Yeah. Okay, my defense, I was at a red light. But I saw that and I like started crying and I called my mom and I told her and everything. But um, and so with that with the fellowship you they help you interview to get an internship in New York and so um, I really wanted WNYC because I knew that uh, other fellows had been there and everything I really wanted that because I really enjoyed KUT so much I wanted to kind of keep doing the radio thing Um, I originally interviewed for this beauty magazine um, to intern there and I got it but I needed to have class credit to get it and I was not about to take out like three thousand dollars from St. Ed's just to do uh, the internship credit that I've already done twice. So I was like, all right, uh, I can't do it. I'm so sorry. And so then apparently the WNYC already had all of their intern spots filled up, but someone had to drop it because they got a job offer. So they were like, okay, I was contacted by someone there and they're like, hey, we only have one position open. I don't know if it's anything you have experience in, but this is it. Um, we need someone to help us with our election coverage for the you know, wow. congressional primary elections. And I was like, yeah, I have no experience in that, but you know what? I'm really willing to learn. I will learn everything I can about New York and in New Jersey politics. I'll do it. And so um, I was offered the internship and I was there and it was amazing. It was crazy. Um, definitely one of the most out of my comfort zone experiences that I've ever done because not only was I'm still kind of getting my feet wet with radio, I was in a new uh, new state, new city. I'd never been to New York for my life until the fellowship. And you're alone, right? I, I, yeah, I, I interned alone at my internship, but I did have my fel- my fellow fellows. Yeah. And I stayed in a, a, a dorm at the city college and I had a roommate and sweet mates and everything. So I wasn't completely alone, but at my internship, I was like kind of on my own. Um, and so I helped with the coverage of that. And I, you know, made lots of phone calls to senators and representatives about, you know, uh, just a lot that was going on because this past primary election was so historical, especially for women. Um, what was really cool also, just along with just uh, my election coverage and just kind of getting tape every day for um, New York and New Jersey, I also was helping out in the narrative unit with the podcasting unit, I guess. And they were working on the third season of their podcast, The United States of Anxiety. So the first two seasons of that were pretty much, the first one was uh, Donald Trump's um, running for president. And then the second one after he got president and what the implications of that was. Mm-hmm. And then the third season was going to be about the primaries and it was going to be about women and politics and gender and politics. And so I helped out with that. And that was amazing. Um, I got to interview a book interview 
uh, several U.S. female senators from past and present. I almost got in contact with some like really cool ones, like uh, Kamala Harris and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, I just missed her. But um, yeah, I was able to interview a lot of them, which was super cool and help out with that. Do research, um, listen to interviews, and kind of just do whatever I could to help with that unit as well. But it was also really cool. Sorry, I'm like, I have so many. There's no, I'm, I, I'm honestly like just amazed. Like that's so. It was. Awesome. It was. I don't. I couldn't think of a better time that I could have interned there because I also got to watch the rise of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because she was running in the, the district in New York. And I was paying, I had to be knowledgeable about everyone that was, uh, every incumbent and everyone that was running. And so I watched her, you know, unseat Joe Crowley and I watched all of that happen and watched her get so big. I remember when I was doing my research and watching her campaign videos, I was like, this girl's going to be big. Like, it's going to be crazy. I don't know if she'll actually be able to unseat him, but she's going to be big. And then she did. And I remember when I was like in my dorm um, in Harlem, I, w- I just saw that she won. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. This is going to be crazy. Like yeah. the newsroom is going to be insane. Um, and, it, and it was. And it was crazy. No one could believe it, especially all of those New Yorkers. They were like, there's no way. And, and she did it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. OK. And um, I want to talk a little bit more about just like living in New York. Like what was the best thing? So I've still never I've never been to New York. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a dream place. Like what were some cool things that you got to just like see and experience God. there? New York was crazy because I was all over New York. OK. Since I'd never been, I didn't really have knowledge about, like, what Manhattan was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were like, okay, you're going to stay in Manhattan. And I was like, okay, cool. But what I didn't realize, it was, like, uptown. It was Harlem. So I stayed in Harlem, which is, is very different than, like, the Central Park area. It's not all glitz and glam. It's a lot smaller. The community there is very close with each other. There's so much culture in that part of town. Um, but it was not, like, the skyscrapers and the glitz and glam like I thought it was going to be. But I loved that. Um, I, it was really nice. I, I, w- I don't think I was there long enough to kind of really make too many connections with the people living there but I liked watching them and like watching um, you know uh, them hang out because they don't have front lawns or anything like that they just have apartments so they just kind of stick lawn chairs out on the sidewalk and like Mm -hmm. hang out and there is like always guys playing basketball no matter what it could be rain or shine those guys were playing basketball (laughs) and then I would I would walk to go to the subway and there was always a guy sitting in his car smoking a cigarette blasting his music in the car every single morning at like 8 a.m. I don't know. It was his thing. So just like little things like that was super cool. But my internship was actually in lower Manhattan, which is a a beautiful area. That is like the Greenwich Village, NYU area Mm. in Soho. So it's really beautiful. It's it's expensive and everything like that. So it's fun to watch, not necessarily partake in, but (laughs) (laughs) but it was so cool because my internship was like right next to Soho. And there are so many cool like little coffee shops. Like my goal was to always try all these new coffee shops because I love coffee and I obviously you know a lot of people love coffee shops so I wanted to kind of see everything and do as much as I could um and then also I loved that area lower Manhattan was probably my favorite um I loved going to Washington Square Park that was probably my favorite favorite place to go to so close to so many things to do because it's kind of like a university area because of NYU mm-hmm. um but then my fellowship was in Times Square well you were yeah. like, you really were serious when you say you're all over yeah, New York yeah so I was I lived in, in uptown went to my uh internship in lower in lower Manhattan but my um my internship was in Times Square in like the midtown area so uh and my fellowship, the graduate school is actually right next to the New York Times, which was 
crazy. crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, it was surely, surely crazy. And what they had us do, because I would go to class every Monday for the fellowship, and they would always make us do like man on the street reporting. So I would go seriously go out to, to Times Square and interview random people, which was intimidating as hell. It was terrifying because you always hear the rep about like New Yorkers and everything and how they're rude. And yes, a lot of them are, but I think that's what was good about that experience and then making us do man on the street reporting is, you know, when you're getting into this field, you can't be shy about stuff like that. You have to just go out and do it. So I definitely feel like it gave me a resiliency and a confidence to kind of just approach people. Yeah. Um, so no, it was, it was great. Some, what are some cool things I got to do the ferry? The ferry is really cool. Believe it or not, it was really cold because of how, because of the wind and like being on the mm-hmm. water, even yeah. though it was summer in New York. And also, but don't let people confuse you. It was so hot in New York, though, overall, because it's on the water, because of the humidity, because of all the concrete, even though it's like 84 degrees, which sounds nice in Texas, terrible in New York. <laughs> Worse than Texas heat, in my opinion. But, um, I got to go to a lot of different museums. I went to MoMA, which was amazing. I got yeah. to see Starry Night, which was so cool. Insane. It was insane. You knew it was Starry Night because of all the people crowded around it. Um, and then I actually have a funny story of when I went to the Guggenheim Museum, which was such a cool museum, just first of all. I was within maybe two or three feet of Ashley Olsen. <laughs> and what? <laughs> Yeah, so I I was looking at a piece and I saw someone like walk right next to me and I, you know when someone walks next to you kind of just turn to like see who it is yeah. or whatever and I look over and I see like a five foot four blonde woman and with like really big eyes as the you know the Olsen very yeah. distinct features I looked at her straight in the eye and I was like oh my god and I just, and like, just look away I just, like, I just turned forward and I was like oh my god. I swear to God, that's one of the Olsen twins. I was, I, I couldn't believe it. I tried to. Did you try to look back or did you look back? I, what I happened? think I did. And then I, I walked away because I was so nervous. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to like, look like I'm bot. Like, you know, like, it's like, yes. oh, here we go again. I didn't bother her. And I was like, I, I, but I wasn't hundred percent sure, but I was, but I wasn't. So I was like, Michaela, I was there with my friend. I was like, Michaela, I swear that's Ashley Olsen. She's like, no, it's not. She's not that short. We looked up her height. She's like 5'4", and I'm like, that's definitely her. And as much as I love Full House, <laughs> and as much as I would have loved to go up to her, she looked like she was just trying to enjoy herself. I didn't want to bother her. I just took really far pictures, like pictures from afar, even though you can't really tell it's her because it just looks small. <laughs> it just looks like a small But you have woman. pictures. <laughs> I do. I know that they're her. It doesn't matter if anyone else does. But um, Central Park also was a really fun place. It's huge. Yeah. I didn't realize how big Central Park was. Yeah, I've seen like overhead pictures of how it looks like in between all of like yes. the actual like you know industrial like structures and you're like whoa like it's just crazy. this green space like blocks no, and sure. blocks and like my favorite thing to do at Central Park was only once with other people because I had like lots of friends from home come visit and everything we would try to like find certain parts of Central Park that like took place in movies and like TV mm-hmm. shows so like in Gossip Girl, where the area where Chuck and Blair get married, um, I found it. And I was so excited when I found it. I, I would cry. So I know they have a tour, like a Gossip yeah. Girl tour. I would have taken it like oh my six gosh. times. I did a Gossip Girl tour. I did that with uh, a couple of my friends that had seen the show. Um, I went to like, uh, obviously with the Brooklyn Bridge because they show it like a million times. Yeah. That. I went to the, where Chuck and Blair got married. Um, where I went to Chuck's Hotel, Hotel Empire. Yeah. I went oh to the, the hotel that uh Serena and Chuck lived at. I couldn't go inside, but like I saw like oh the gosh, from no. the outside. So yeah, that would be great. Okay, would you go back to New York? Would you move there for if like work called you there? Do you think you could survive? Absolutely not. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> and this is why, when I feel like when I tell like a lot of people that, they're like, what? That's crazy. It's New York. New York is amazing. I loved my two months there. But I was, at the end of it, I was so tired. And like, I think tired is just the best way to describe it because there's just so many people. There's so much happening all the time. It's a lot of walking. I like having a car. I like (laughs) open spaces. (laughs) And so as much as, you know, I liked, you know, the subway, public transportation is awesome, but I do like having my own car. I like driving to get to where I want. I don't like that in New York, Target is like an inconvenient thing. Like you can't just walk down the street and go to Target. A lot of people get their groceries at like bodegas and corner stores. Mm -hmm. People don't go to like a Walmart or a Target because they're just kind of hard to get to. I have to like ride like 15, 20 minutes on the train and then walk to get to a Target. And so I was I've like, never, under, I would never understand that kind of life. No, I just, I couldn't do it. And like, okay, again, like it was so cool, especially, you know, in the industry, journalism, for mm-hmm. news, it's such a cool place to be. And there's so much news. So but, many professors are trying to convince me. They're like, you sure you don't want to move out there? I'm like, I don't know if I'm a New York gal. No, for sure. I definitely want to visit all the time because it was so fun, but I just can't see myself living there, especially long-term. You know, I want to have a family one day like I just couldn't see myself doing that but I definitely want to visit frequently yeah um and one of my final questions to you is just okay coming back we're getting ready to graduate you know um what what do you know is next or like what do you have any like idea do you think you're going to stay in Austin or do you think yeah you might I, don't, go elsewhere? I don't know I'm still trying to figure that out I've applied to a lot of jobs it's been like the thing I've been thinking about the most since August mm-hmm. you know just trying to do everything I can to prepare myself so it's finally the time March is the time to start applying so I've been doing that I I, I want to stay in Texas so whether that's Austin um, or Dallas or wherever I don't I don't really know yet but I do I do really love Texas news and you know with all the internships and stuff that I've had as uh, in going to New York and coming back to Texas I realized I love, you know, the news here. Yeah. And I want to continue to be a part of that. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping I'll figure that out soon because it would give me peace of mind. But but uh, you're like fine with any medium. You're like maybe radio, maybe yeah. print. But the dream, the dream is radio. Yeah. The dream is a Texas NPR affiliate. That's the dream right there. But I will take literally anything to kind of get my foot in the door. I don't need to get my dream job immediately. I just kind of want to get into it. So yeah. we'll see what happens. And um, so our, our actual last question is one that I think is kind of like just going to become like a regular one because I really like it and I've been asking it to my other guests is um, what advice would you give to somebody that's trying to do what you're doing not necessarily being successful just saying hey I want to get out there I want to create news I want to go and you know be able to accept a fellowship and like work hard and do things like that yeah. so no, I think that's a really good question especially if like you know this podcast is about creatives and wanting to No, that's a really good question. Um, I think what I would say is you have to like bust your butt. Like you really do. You can't be passive in it. I think, you know, as soon as you get to college for it, start working on it immediately. Don't wait. You know, a lot of people say, oh, junior year is when you start getting an internship. If you can get one, your freshman, sophomore year, then do it. Get as much experience as you can because clips are, clips and connections are the Mm -hmm. most important things for an aspiring journalist. And that's, at least that's what I've learned so far. Obviously, I, you know, I haven't made it yet, but that's what I feel figured out so far um, and you know get a range of clips like you might really love you know your life in arts and your movie reviews but you need to be versatile it, it's kind of confusing what I've heard is like you kind of have to be a Swiss army knife and you have to know everything but also have like that really that one thing that you're really good at or that beat that you're super passionate about know everything but be you know specialize in something so but uh, I think you know besides clips and experience um, 
it's really important to network. I cannot stress how important it is to network with people. Um, I have been able to get opportunities because I went to a job interview or an internship interview and I didn't get the internship. But because I made a good impression and I presented myself well and they noticed it, they forwarded my resume to other people. Wow. Yeah. So you might not get something, but it'll connect you to somebody else and get you an even better opportunity. So network, 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 go to events, go to those little, you know, little drink tastings or whatever, do all of it because, you know, people want to work with people they know. That's also why the internships are important. It's important for the intern, the experience and the clips, but most importantly, so you can know the people. Connect with them on LinkedIn after. Follow up with them. I think that's also something really important. I recently just... Uh, you know, sent just a a random email to the people I worked with in New York Mm -hmm. from several months ago, just to be like, hey, what's up? I'm still here, you know, because that's important. And you want to make those connections as genuine as possible. Um, And not just, oh, I want a job. I want to be at your, I want to be an intern here, but, you know, make people genuinely like you. And if, you know, you got the work ethic and the talent and it shows, then you'll get to where you need to be. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bree. It was really fun. (laughs) 